And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. Chapulé. I'm gonna exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying Wee! though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. Who would win right now, you or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. I'd say it's the biggest fight of the year. They may be the best team in the NBA. Fun facts for you about dating. I think different women like different things. Not told oh, you anybody to. about this story what? in my life. On wax. Wax the podcast. I just wanted to give you the heads up that we are recording. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. All right, sounds this good. This is UFC heavyweight, not light heavyweight, heavyweight contender Juan, the chosen one, cracking Adams on on Wax the podcast. Huge fight, July twentieth in San Antonio, Texas. I had to get you on the podcast. Well, I'm glad to be here, man. Man, so you have a, a very, very... Are you headlining the card? I know they added some fights, but you still considered he- headlining that card, right? No, I don't I don't think so, man. Like when Who got I, it? I, Was it Vic? Yeah, I signed the contract, and it's it's a three-round fight. You know, you ah, really have yeah, yeah. Or five-round fights, so, hmm. you know, and they only paying me for three rounds, so that's ah. all they get. One way or the other, <laughs> you know? right? Well, uh, so so you get more money for five round fights. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. Oh, I've okay. never. Like, it's never been a point of contention for me. It's my third fight in the UFC, so I, I really don't know. Um, but they're saying, uh, you know, my manager said if it was a, a man event, he would have negotiated more money. So gotcha. And do you think at this point, take yourself out of the equation, you're fighting Greg Hardy, ex-NFL you know, player, played for the Cowboys. Do you think he deserves all these headliners that he's already been getting, all these opportunities that he's already been getting? No, I don't. Um, you know, just on sheer experience value, and, and like I said before, there's there's people that have that put on exciting fights or proven to put on exciting fights that have for the company a lot longer like I understand putting him as a on a main card right. but not as a, a premiere bout or a co-main event like maybe uh, opening a card being the second fight on a main card I can understand but to be co-maining twice uh, for your first two UFC fights that's, I think that's some bull now you, you've had some issues with Greg Hardy you've been calling him out for a while now correct yeah, yeah. Where, where did this all stem from you know, it's it's one of those things where people have, have been saying I should fight him since we were both amateurs, um, and you know it gets annoying hearing every every week, pretty much people, you know, two anywhere from two to fifty people are, are tagging me and stuff on um, Instagram, Twitter, all this stuff. Uh, casual fight fans, everyone's like, you fight Greg Hardy, when are you going to fight Greg Hardy, blah, blah, blah. And it gets annoying after a while. So, um, 
you know, it just finally started to wear on me. And just one day, I was just kind of like, man, fuck Greg Hardy. And <laughs> now I hate him. Man, so, like, it's funny how that works out because, like, uh, Mike Jackson, remember Mike Jackson was calling out uh, CM Punk for the longest time, and finally they just give Mike Jackson CM Punk. You you call out Greg Hardy, you get this uh, this great opportunity because, I mean, if you beat Greg Hardy, we're all going to be behind you. Like, it's it's everybody wants someone to beat Greg Hardy. And I've seen highlights. I'm, I'm familiar with your last fight. I, I, I think you're the guy, man. Oh yeah, a lot of people seem to seem to think that, um, you know. But on on my end, uh, from a logical standpoint, you know, they seem to only be matching him up against guys that they think he can beat. So that puts a little extra extra fuel to my fire. I mean, when you're fighting heavyweight fights, everybody has to be cautious. Of course, the power for anybody at heavyweight can knock anybody out. But like going into it, going into that fight, is there any specific strategy, or you're, is it going to be a brawl? Is it, like how do how do you plan the fight going out? Um, you know, um, I don't really plan my fights too much. They, they tell me a game plan, you know, last fight, the game plan was to keep it on the feet. So there are a couple of times where I probably should have gone for a takedown that I didn't, um, you know, I just wanted to keep it on the feet the whole time. This time, you know, they're kind of giving me more free reign. Um, you know, I just, I just want to go back to the way I was fighting, you know, before I was in the UFC or, you know, I was finishing guys quick. I was going in there and know using my wrestling using all of my skill sets rather than just my stand-up and you have a wrestling background yeah yes, i wrestle completely uh the division one level so i do have an agenda but i probably will go off the agenda a little bit since we're talking about like being tagged in all these posts like even on instagram like you have a lot of trolls just saying like you're gonna get knocked out and this that and the other like how do you deal with trolls i know i know you'd made a comment that you don't really like to address them but like you have to see it on a daily basis when you're in the spot like you are, like you are. Yeah, you know, I usually pick one every every week or two uh, to respond to. Um, a lot of times, I let my fans handle that. Uh, and I joke with a lot of them. Like I say, you don't have over two thousand followers. I'm just not going to respond to anything negative. You have to say <laughs> that's the threshold. If you don't, you got if you got yeah. less than two k, you're not going to respond to them. Exactly. Nice. Uh, that and you know, I usually just just make fun of them. Um, most of your, your average troll, they do pretty much the same thing. They don't have any pictures of themselves up. Uh, they like to hide behind that layer of anonymity. So you know, I just go at them. You know, say uh, say they want to you know sleep with their mom, still leave them live in their mom's basement, stuff like that. Which is uh, pretty true, right? Like for someone to be just attacking you know people on there, you must really have no life. Like, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Like I don't understand how that's that's the and that, that's the highlight of their existence, getting a response from you. Um, I'm just like there's, I mean, I'm not even, I don't even, I'm not even verified on Twitter and Instagram yet. So <laughs> you know what? That's funny you say that because yeah, one time you did respond to somebody and he was like, "Yes, you responded. I win." He literally yeah. put that on there. I don't. Uh, know, did you read that yet? Yeah. I actually, <laughs> what I do usually is, uh, oh I don't, my god. I'll just like delete their comments or respond to uh, someone else on their thread, but I just I don't like responding directly. Yeah. So let me ask you a question too. Like, uh, did you watch UFC two thirty eight? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a really good card. Um, yeah, it really was. So, like, 
how does how does bad blood work in the UFC or even like mix, mixed martial arts? Like, because uh, you you see Henry Cejudo and Marlon Marais, they have like this this uh, huge tension prior to the buildup, and then they like they hug and they like seem to be like kind of buddy buddy after the fight. Like, is there any possible way that like after you, let's just say you and Greg Hardy go three full rounds, uh, a fucking battle, a fucking war? Like, is there any way like you can shake the man's hand and, and like, kind of like get to know him better as a person and possibly friendship afterwards at this point you're, you're, you're pretty much uh not going to go that route regardless of the outcome of the fight no uh i'll shake his hand after the fight i'll shake his hand at the weigh-in um i'm not interested in him as a person uh i don't really really not even that interested in him as, as a fighter or where his career goes you know i don't care that he's in the ufc i really don't if my thing is, you have to follow the path that everyone else follows. Right. Shouldn't be getting special treatment. Um, I despise that. Like, even if you're a megastar or whatever, you know, um, it bothers me. Conor McGregor, you know, he, he's, yeah, he's a megastar, but the man hasn't won a fight since 2016. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. that that doesn't deserve uh, main card placement, or that doesn't deserve, uh, you know, be walking right back in the title shots that, that right. bothers right. you know? I, I totally agree uh, with the Connor. and you know like once you get ranked over a certain point that's one thing you know um, and for him his defense that he you know he was a two division champion at one point so yeah I can understand him still being on main card still getting high profile fights but he shouldn't be walking right in the title fights yeah because there has been rumors that he, him and Khabib could be running it back for a rematch and I don't want to see that yet I definitely don't want to see that yet Ferguson, yeah, I mean, based off the performance uh, a couple of days ago, yesterday, that, that Ferguson fight should be next for sure. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. So, so let me ask a question. I had a couple, actually, a couple of UFC fighters. Some are kind of open to this, and some, from like a competitive standpoint, don't like to answer this question. But, like, are you able to have UFC, like, favorite fighters? Like, you, you're able to ha- be a fan of a couple fighters yourself? Or at that point, you're, you're a fighter and you don't really can see ever- fans? It's weird. Now that I'm a fighter, I don't, I don't have like favorite fighters. I right. don't look at guys that, like I, my favorite fighters are you know my friends that fight. You know, uh, okay. so for me, like my favorite fighters are it's like Curtis Blades. I've got uh, Eric Anders. You know, guys that I've interacted with and and hung out with uh, over my career. Um, when you know we've had similar paths, things like that. Those are my favorite fighters now. Um, yeah, boy. So, yeah, that's just my, yeah, area. I, I love it. <laughs> but pretty much just like, you know, my friends that fight and, and things like that. People that are, go out there and are funny, like that we interact with online and, and things like that. Those are my favorite fighters. Um, I don't watch and just like, the very proficient or very technical people. You guys that have entertaining styles. I like that, but uh, I don't have like, favorite fighters anymore. do you have like any like dream matchups like uh like maybe Derek lewis or like is there a specific uh fighter that you're like man i i would like want to look back and be, say that i got in the ring with these guys all of them you know it's, nobody uh, sticks out it's not um that nobody sticks out it's just that i i want to fight everyone in the division because i want, want my career to be over for it to be very clear where I stood, you know, right. this is, you know, for me, this is, this was an accomplishment, you know, uh, getting to the UFC was a goal, and 
you know, refocusing and resetting a goal after that is hard. Um, it's hard to really get back motivated when you reach the level that I have and the time frame that I did. So it, um, the way I see it, like from an, for me, it's more an ego thing. Uh, like, yeah, I just want to know where I'm at. So I, I do want to fight all of those guys. Right. And so you're based out of Houston, Texas. The fight's in San Antonio. Is all your friends and family going to go to this event? Yeah, they're all definitely trying. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of tickets being sold for this fight. Yeah. Um, you know, just uh, from the people I know alone, I, well, you know, 40, 50 people are showing up. Uh, just that I know of, you know, I got a message from my college. Uh, the alumni chapter in San Antonio is trying to buy a group of tickets for people. So, Oh, dope. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's crazy. You know, the, the support's definitely been real for this one. How, how do you deal with the pressure? Like, uh, like again, I, I'm just trying to try to put myself in your shoes. Like Cowboy Cerrone says, every single fight, every single fight, he's he's going to, you know, get nervous before the fight. So you, you, pretty, you handle the, the nerves pretty well before a fight? Not really. Uh, last two fights especially, I have not. Um, I was handling my uh, nerves before the last one. I had kind of gotten into a groove. And then backstage, you know, it's like little things would set me off. Uh, so, like, this past fight, they came back there. Um, and there was, like, this supplement they told me I couldn't take right before the fight. And they just threw it away. Uh, then they, like, made me cut all my nails shorter than what they needed to be uh, to the point where I was actually like I'm th- two of my toenails bleeding before the fight um, yeah just little stuff like that um, that's but, strictly for just like the UFC procedures or just nah, that's that's per commission so this right, commission okay. does that stuff differently um, Texas usually isn't too bad about that um, so you know and it's little stuff like that and the nerves get to you every fighter presents something different uh to you so you know this last fight also i, I kind of didn't really get up I was, I was really in the moment for fight week and all that I, I love being out there i love that aspect of it um you know for my first fight i was really nervous had a lot of jitters and all that this last fight it was kind of the opposite i, I didn't have any any of that so i didn't really get up i wasn't you know didn't have that same for my warm-ups or anything um this coming fight it should be i should be really um this coming fight i shouldn't have any any of those issues i'm really ready to go in there and just have fun you know i want to have the biggest fight of your career this one, um, yeah, you know, it, it is. You know, it's uh, my third UFC fight, uh, first time on a main card. It, it'll be a big fight for me. Uh, it is. Um, but, you know, for like I was saying before, you know, this, this is the first time where I've really had a, a fire in training again, you know. Um, you know, I've been hungry again. Uh, and and I, and I like that. I like training like this. Um, it reminds me of my you know amateur and early pro days. So that's what I wanted wanted to get back to. And I'm just very happy that I, I get that opportunity and that I'm you know I'm back to doing something and actually enjoying the process again. Being a heavyweight, do you have to cut much weight? Uh, I do. This time I, I I won't as much. Normally I get up to anywhere between two ninety five. 
I started cut myself off at two eighty five this time, so I've been maintaining that. Oh damn! Uh, I was out of the country for a couple weeks, threw off my training a little bit. I still got training in, but it wasn't quite as intense. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to be back stateside and going right back into my schedule. And um, I, but the cut shouldn't be hard at all this time. Any cheat meals? Any specific foods that you like? You you crave or anything that throughout fight yeah. week or even after the fight? I really crave Little Debbie uh, snacks and stuff, uh, you know, that, and Taco Bell. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, those two things, I just crave it. And then, you know, I, I'll see it's, it's fast food restaurants, man. I'll, I'll see it. I'll see a commercial for it, and I'm like, I want that. I want that. I want that. So I start writing stuff down on this list on my phone. And afterwards, you know, after the fight for about two weeks, I try and get everything on that list. I usually make it about four days before I just can't take it anymore. But uh, it, it's fun. It's fun. That's like one of my one of my big things. I love food. You know, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. So like, with 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 being in the UFC or not, just any fight organization, say say you have a fight. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, July twentieth. At that point, like, do you just like wait for the call? Is there an email? I know, do you, like you reach out to somebody to say like, okay, we finally got a fight for you. Like, but before then, is it like, are you like on pins and needles? Like, man, I haven't heard from the UFC like in a month. Or man, like, I wonder if they're gonna book me. Like, how does that? How does the fights normally work? You know, um, it's different for each person. Uh, for me, I really uh, I like fighting often, right? Yeah. So before I got to the UFC, I fought very frequently. Um, that's just how I like to do things. Um, so getting here, it was very different. It, it's very different because with the UFC, you can ask, 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 and they if they're if it's not a fight people are interested in seeing or they don't like you, it's it can be you know six eight months before you get a fight unless you bug them constantly. Um, so the way it works now is you know I can talk to the matchmaker directly which he may or may not respond or i can bug my manager a lot and i know he's gonna respond and then he goes to the matchmaker and he usually has a higher chance of getting a reaction than i do but so that's how it works um for me most of my stuff is just kind of social media i like playing around on there uh, i like messing around i really like interacting with the fans as much as i can so i do that and um just wait for fights to come to me. Speaking of speaking of like messing around with the fans, were you being serious about the the, the Cowboy Cerrone question about be, becoming a father? Is that something that that's might be in the plans sometime soon? I do not think so. <laughs> Luckily for me, like I'm not. You know, that, that's between me and my girlfriend. You know, if, if she wants a kid down the road, uh, we'll we'll visit it. But the way I see it, man, I'm I'm 27 right now. I, I've got time for that. I'm in no real rush. Uh, but that it, it was like it's just one of those tongue in cheek things. I right. Just thought of, uh, it seems to be the answer though, like you said. Minus, minus like I said, minus last night because he got the break yeah. speed off him. But yeah, he I mean he had a turn for the better for his career. That's for damn sure. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and the way people describe you know fighting for their family and for their children, uh, that they may be onto something motivation wise for sure. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of like uh like the walkout music, are you really coming out to a Disney classic? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to. Um, I have to keep it on the low though. It'll, it'll be a surprise. But Dana White love- though, doesn't he have some say in the the walkout musics? He he does. Um, but um, 
you know, as long as they're willing to pay the licensing for it, it's not really uh, a big I got you, I got you. And just so, uh, a couple couple last quick questions. Houston, Texas, are you into the Houston rap scene? Uh, you know, I wish I was. I'm really not. My, uh, my uncle and his buddies, like, have, have actually, like, produced stuff. Um, the guy, the song that I walked out to, my last two fights was written, produced, everything by a local Houston rapper. Uh, he wrote it specifically for me to walk out to. Which What's was, his name? Uh, KO the Conspiracy. Had a boy. Okay, okay. So what's what's normally in your deck? What what gets you like? What's your what's your music that you listen to on the regular? On the regular, um, I like to listen to a little bit of everything, man. My my playlist goes from. Iron Maiden to, you know, Katy Perry to Kesha to Backstreet Boys. Then it's got, like, then randomly it'll just be, like, Dre, Eminem, uh, UGK, just, like, hit, 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 hit. Right. And be, like, country. You know? Um, so it's hard to predict what's going to be on next. Yeah, it's very hard. Um, but that's how I like it, man. It's just, it really depends on the mood. Uh, a lot of times I'll be watching a commercial, hear a song, and I'll like pause it, Shazam the song, and it's on my playlist now. I'm jamming it. <laughs> and the nickname Kraken, how did you come across that? Well, uh, long story. Part of it is because uh, I really like Kraken rum. I drink it a lot. Okay. Um, so there's that aspect. Like, I, I drank it a lot. Uh, and then. Um, one of my buddies, his his fight name was Cthulhu. Uh, he that's what he was gonna call himself, and he's like, oh well, if I'm gonna be Cthulhu, you should be the Kraken because he's he's my like my big brother, and um, he's like, and it's perfect because rolling with you is just arms and legs coming out of nowhere. You never really know where you're gonna hit from, uh, and this this big insurmountable force. Um, that's what it is in mythology, you know, uh, that, that phrase, release the Kraken, uh, it's like a, a tool of destruction of the gods, just large, very hard to deal with creature. Well, I know you're going to get a Kraken July 20th, San Antonio, Texas. It's going to be on ESPN, Juan Adams versus Greg Hardy. Super excited about the fight. We're going to be in your corner after the fight. Go get some Little Debbies. Go get the Kraken. Get the Taco Bell extra hot sauce. We're rooting for you in San Antonio, Texas, man. Keep up the hard work. Keep grinding. And uh, we're definitely going to be in your corner. For sure. Thank you. I appreciate all that. Nah, man. We Again, we appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, super excited about getting you on, man. So good luck. And uh, we'll be in touch, okay? For sure, man. Have a good one. Hey, you too. Thanks. That was Juan Adams. Man, these heavyweight fights, though, like, uh, god damn, man. They be, they be really, really, like, laying leather. like. And, and again, man, Google Juan Adams. Dude can squab. Dude can fight. I mean, you, you don't make it to the fucking UFC if you can't fight. Like, guy got fucking skills. And I've been waiting. I've been waiting for someone to put Greg Hardy on his ass. Ain't no better person than a motherfucking Texas native fucking... Juan Adams, I can't wait for that shit, so uh, that's going down, San Antonio, Texas, July 20th, I'm going to be there, guarantee, fact of life, let's go, on wax the podcast, Juan Adams, the chosen one, let's get it cracking.